The blessing that was placed on Adam in the Garden of Eden is nothing to be compared to the blessing that God is placing on man in Abraham. Last week, we began to look at the dimensions of the blessings of God upon Abraham. And we found that there are two dimensions to the blessings that were laid on Abraham. When God blessed Abraham, that blessing was eternal. But there were two dimensions to it. Each of the dimensions of the blessings on Abraham were meant to last forever. The blessings a man can give to you will only last for a while. A man could give you a car. That car will last for 40 years or so or more, but not for more than 200 years, if you understand what I'm talking about. That car could only last for a while. Give you a house, it will last for a while. Man could give you education, but you can't transfer it to your children. It could only last for your own lifetime. But God was blessing a man, that we, and that blessing will not only last for his life, it will not last for his grandson, but they, that, the kind of blessing God was placing on this man was a blessing that will last forever. I made reference when I started this series two weeks ago to the biological descendants of Abraham that occupied the Palestinian land or the area of the Middle East called Israel today. And today, the world economy and politics revolve around just that tiny fraction of the world population. And it is not about to stop. The whole thing started to play out in Genesis chapter number 12. I want to look from verse 1. I'll take a break at verse 2. Now God had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house, Unto a land that I will show thee. Last week we read up to verse 3. And I explained to you. That those set of verses. Explain the whole thing or contain the whole of God's plan. For Abraham. God spoke in few sentences. But it contained all of God's plan for Abraham. It was very possible, because we will see later on as we go on in the story of Abraham, that Abraham did not fully understand the extent of God's plan for his life. And as a matter of fact, thousands of years later, we are still trying to understand the extent of the blessing that was put on one man, Abraham. 
He said, unto a land that I will show thee. Interestingly, in, the, in that very sentence, it didn't say that I will show, as in S-H-O-W. He said S-H-E-W. Unto a land that I will show you or thee. Now this was translated from the original Hebrew word, which means that I will reveal to you. Unto a land that I will reveal to you. It's not that I will show you physically, but that I will reveal to you. In verse number 2. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee. And I will make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And thou shalt be a blessing. I intend to finish this series next week. Or the week after. But I want to give you an idea. Of the vast. Of this topic. It could actually take. A whole year. Or at least six months. To completely exhaust. The blessings. On Abraham. To be honest with you. We are still discovering the blessings on Abraham. Because the blessings on Abraham does not even end in this world in which we are. <laughs> to the extent we have found, the blessings of Abraham exceed the millennial reign of Christ, which is the 1,000 years that will come after this world. I'm showing you these things at this point, so that you can understand how God could bless just one man. But right as we step into the first dimension of the blessings on Abraham, I want you to understand that the first dimension of the blessings on Abraham is included in the second dimension of the blessings on Abraham. The first dimension was actually on Abraham himself. And I explained to you last week that if God uses any person for any assignment, He won't just use you for using you sake. He uses you to accomplish what He intends to do, which will be a blessing to His kingdom. Then He will bless you yourself for yourself. He said to Abraham, I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee. He's telling him what he's going to use him to accomplish. I will make of thee a great nation. I'm going to make something out of you. I'm going to make something out of you. I will make of you a great nation. That great nation is God's own. He didn't say I will give you. He said I will make of you a great nation. That nation is unto God. He wants to make out of this guy a great nation and I will bless thee I won't just make of you a great nation for myself I will bless you and make thy name great 
and thou shalt be a blessing. In verse number 3, it says, in verse number 3, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. In other words, it is in you, Abraham. I am placing something in you, so that it is in you shall all human creation become blessed again. When God created man in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, the Bible shows to us that God created man in his own image and after his likeness, and then he blessed them. God placed blessing on, 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 the, on, on man when he created him. But man lost that blessing. Man lost the blessing that God gave to him in Genesis. But God says again in Abraham, He says, In thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. In other words, in you, man shall be restored again to me in the fullness of glory that I placed on man initially. And as I said to you when I started, if God gave you something and it gets broken, he will give you a better one. The blessing that was placed on Adam in the Garden of Eden is nothing to be compared to the blessing that God is placing on man in Abraham. The Bible says the first Adam was made a living being, a living soul. But the second Adam, which was the seed of Abraham, was made a life-giving spirit. Adam, the first one, was made a living soul because he received the breath of life, the breath of Zoe. The Bible says God breathed into him the breath of life, and he became a living soul. But the second Adam was made life himself. And we, the seed of Abraham, were born after, this, after the second Adam. In other words, we were not made living soul that received the breath of life. We were made life ourselves. We now have the same nature originally like God who gave breath to clay. Why would God do this? Because God is seeking eventually through us to bring life and immortality to the rest of his creation. I'm giving you an insight into what I'm going to teach you later. In verse 2 again, he said to Abraham, I'm going to make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I want you to take note of what he said. I'm going to make of thee a great nation. Now, after God blessed Abraham, Abraham began to function in the blessings of God. I told you last week that when God pronounces a blessing on you, he's not pronouncing a promise. That blessing is already laid on you. All that is remaining is for you to walk in that blessing that has been laid on your life. The moment God said to Abraham, I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, that blessing automatically came on Abraham's life. In the next chapter, because of the understanding Abraham had of the blessing upon his life, 
we saw that when his wealth began to increase, increase, even his nephew that was with him, that one's wealth was increasing because of his association with Abraham. Their wealth so increased that this, the, the town could not contain two people. That's interesting. So Abraham had to say to his nephew, listen, this place is becoming too small for us. You choose which way you want to go. I will go the other way. Now I said to us last week that Abraham allowed his nephew to choose first. And of course his nephew chose the good part. And left the dry part to his uncle. His uncle didn't say, ah, ah. what is it? Why didn't you, you should have divided it so that at least half of the good part also is left for me. Listen, brothers and sisters, in life, wherever you are, you could never be cheated. <laughs> you, you, you couldn't ever be cheated. It doesn't matter how smart the other guy is, you could never be cheated. You could be employed by a wicked boss, it has nothing to do with your success in life. Your business partner could be a cheat, it has nothing to do with your success in life. Why? Because in all of his craftiness, God will keep multiplying you. It doesn't matter whether you find a desert. God will turn it into a fertile ground. Now, in chapter 13, we saw how Abraham separated from Lot, or got Lot to separate from him. And after Lot separated from Abraham, the Bible said the word of God came to Abraham and said to him, Now, Abraham, get up. Stand and look. To the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. As far as your eyes can see, to you I have given it. Now what happened there, when Lot was with Abraham, Abraham was blessed. But he could not tell to the extent of the blessing God has given him. He could not fathom the extent of the blessing God has given him. He was being blessed, he knew. But until Lot, the carnal man, separated from him, God wouldn't tell him the extent of the blessing. You remember how the journey of Abraham started? God said to him, in verse 1, Get thee out of thy country, and out of thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto the land that I will show thee. And I explained to you, that until Abraham got out of his father's house, of the kindred, and of his country, God couldn't show him the land that was meant for his glory. It's the same thing if you remain attached to the village you came out from. You remain attached to the family of your birth, your biological birth. You remain attached to the country that you have come from. You remain attached to one thing like that or the other. God cannot fully reveal in you the glory that he has designed for you. 
Abraham carried Lot with him. God didn't ask him to do that. And that would have been a snare to his destiny. When Abraham got Lot to separate from him, immediately God's word came to him again and says, Now, Abraham, are you guys with me? He says, Now, Abraham, look everywhere as far as your eyes can see. In other words, your blessings now does not have limitations. When you remove every carnality and carnal person from your life, that is when you can understand, that is when you can see, that is when your vision can be expounded to see the extent of God's blessings for your life. For as long as you remain entangled with carnality or carnal folks, you cannot step into God's blessings fully. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In the next chapter, chapter number 14, Lot had moved to the green pasture. Not knowing that the cities he moved into that were so green was actually occupied by wicked folks. Two weeks ago, I said to you, if God says to you, go to the right, don't go to the left because the left looks green. Because the green you are seeing on the left is actually a mirage. God knows that the real green pasture is on the right. It may not look green from where you are looking at it. But God who knows tomorrow from yesterday. If he says go to the right. There is a green pasture waiting for you in the right. He created the garden of Eden out of the destroyed earth. If he tells you go to the right, that is where the green pasture is. The man of God says wherever God says to you to go, that is where your security is. He said to Joseph, take the little baby Jesus and flee to Egypt. If he remained in where he was, Bethlehem, and says this is where I'm going to stay. Or he goes to Syria, he would have been in trouble. But he went to Egypt and that was where his safety was. In chapter 14, Lot ran into trouble. And Abraham was informed that the king of Sodom, where Lot was residing, has been captured. And Lot, his nephew, was taken along in the captivity. Abraham went after the kings that took the king of Sodom. And with his own men born in his house and his friends, he defeated nine kings and he brought back the captives. When they got back, 
one of the kings said to Abraham, take all the goods, just give me the mare. Abraham said, no way. You take all that is yours, take them. All these guys that went with me, you can let the food they ate, it's okay. We can't take it from them. Whatever they collected is theirs. But the rest wealth, you can have it. He says, because I don't want you to come back to me tomorrow and say that you have made Abraham rich. <laughs> he was talking to the king. He says, don't give me anything. Because I don't want you to say tomorrow you have made me rich. Brothers and sisters, if your wealth and success is dependent on man, you have failed before you started. God wants you to develop the attitude and mentality that your victory in life, your success in life is in Him.